I don't remember anything. Hello, welcome to today's episode. Juice in the Numbers, your statistics and sports podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Joshua Tracy. And I am Corwin Heller. And welcome to the Thursday episode of the show. Sorry we missed you on Monday. Ah, shit happens. Um, we'll get better. I promise. Um, press X for doubt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, welcome to the show. It is uh, 8 p.m. here on the East Coast on a uh, fucking Wednesday, June 8th. Um, Mets and Yankees are rolling. There's a ton of stuff to talk about in the world of baseball as we are uh, rapidly approaching the halfway mark of the year and therefore the all-star break. But before we get to the baseball stuff, we figured it would be apropos to talk about some football since even in the offseason, things are happening. And um, the Los Angeles Rams have two bits of big news as they shell out more money that God knows where they keep getting it from. Um, they are the kings of just money madness. They are wizards. It's like it's like if you ever played Monopoly and like the guy who plays the banker keeps getting five hundreds and you're like, I, I haven't seen you cheat, but I cannot place where these five hundos keep coming from. Yeah. Are we going to have to start keeping a tally of other players money just like in Monopoly? Well, I think the, the, the real the more direct comparison here is that NFL cap money is Monopoly money. <laughs> Clearly, none of this is real. Um. But anyway, yeah, so I guess I'll start with Aaron Donald since that one came first. Um, so he currently had, sorry, no, he, they reworked his current deal to give him a $40 million raise over the last three years of his existing contract, which is interesting. I guess he must have then been threatening to hold out. I don't know why else you would do that, per se, do you? Is his value goes up? Because if we've learned anything from talking about sports and sport contracts, it's that the owners are not a charitable bunch. They're not giving out money that they don't have to give out. So I'd imagine there's been some ongoing conversation, Aaron Donald saying perhaps something to the effect of give me more money or I demand a trade. I hold out. I sit out, whatever, you know, stuff. Um, In his press conference, I remember him saying he was when he first started his career, he said eight years and I'm good. And this was going to be like his eighth season or he just finished his eighth season. So maybe that was just him just giving reason after the fact or actually being like, yeah, I could retire after eight years. I, he sure as hell left his mark on the league. I mean, you are right. He just finished year number eight. That certainly could be an incentive. Um, certainly. So as it stands today, because I don't think spot track has been updated. Yeah, because this was announced today. Ooh, no, these look like current numbers, actually. Um, anyway, so it's a $40 million raise over what he was originally going to be getting over the last three years of his contract. So now he will be getting, uh, yeah, it is updated already, $95 million over the next three years. Which, I mean, god damn, it's a lot of money. So in 2022... You have a base salary of 1.5 million, a signing bonus of 13 million, a roster bonus of 5 million, a restructuring bonus of 4.5 million. His total cap hit will be 24 million, and his dead cap will be a whopping 73 million dollars. Um, 
2022, once again, 13.5 million will be the base salary this time, 5 million for the signing bonus, $15 million roster bonus, $4.5 million contract restructuring bonus, a $38 million cap hit, and $44 million of dead cap. Then he has apparently there's an opt out in 2024. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And if he chooses to stay, I, I guess um, it's $10 million base salary, $5 million signing bonus, $5 million roster bonus, six and change million dollar player option, $4.5 million restructuring bonus, uh, $31.1 million cap hit, $19.5 million debt cap. And then there's some uh, additional voided money that gets spread out to 25 and 26, I guess, for contract accounting purposes. Yeah, that's really just like, hey, we'll spread the cap hit out or the, the bonus hit over X amount of years. And then those last two years that are voidable are just make believe. Ah, so the original AAV of his final three years was uh, twenty two and a half million dollars. So, yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, so it would have been $55 million for the last two years. He gets an extra year tacked on, plus uh, between all three years, additional $40 million. It's just a huge, huge sum of cash. And God damn it, does he fucking deserve it. Mm-hmm. Uh, could you think of any other player in the league that would should be making quarterback money? Ooh. Oh, that's a real good question. It's also tough because we know Aaron Donald's impact. So like, it's so visible to us. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be tough that to say like it's guaranteed. There's no like, Oh, he's coming off of a couple great seasons. He's still got a couple more years. Like, no, you know, for a fact, you are getting X amount of statistics from that man. He's going to do it while being double teamed the entire time. And that's just the way it is. And that's at the end. He's done it. Like he's cakewalking his way into the Hall of Fame. Uh, this is he's already there. That's what I'm saying. He could hang up his cleats tomorrow, and they should just waive the five-year post-retirement uh, term because it's like, what do we need? To, nothing's going to change. Why do we need? We don't need this for him. Look at this big fucking guy. Like he he made it. You know, we should name the fucking building after him. So I I, I guess not. Not really. Um, through 2021, so not including the three years he has left after this, I guess, partial extension, partial uh, uh, raise. How much has Aaron Donald's lifetime earnings been? Two hundred million. No, that's too. Much. What? That's way too much. Yeah, that's like Whoa. insane amount of money. Uh, yeah. No, years. no, no. <laughs> I'll say he averaged. I'll say one forty-four. You have overshot it, my friend. Ninety-seven, really? ninety-seven point one wow, million dollars by a lot. Yeah, because you're Man, forgetting those, the rookie contract. Those rookie contracts. Yeah. yeah, they're dirt cheap. Yeah, so in 2014, I guess because it's like a, a, a signing bonus, old. he made six million dollars, and then the, in 2015, he made nine hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to and then 1.3, 1.8 and then 40 and then 9 and then 17, 19. Uh, he is slotted to increase that number almost a full hundred million dollars in the next three years. As we've just said, um, putting his potential career total earnings to one hundred ninety two thousand dollars, which is hilarious. Um, 
we did this last time um we talked about football contracts specifically talking about tom brady potentially you know like taking a pay cut essentially to stay um on the football diamond um how long do you think it must have taken tom brady to hit 97 million dollars Oh man, we just talked about it last. I know, and I'm not going to do the math again because I don't feel like adding all these numbers uh, up. But like, uh, I'm looking at it, and man, it must have taken a fucking while. Thirteen years. Yeah, I, because I, I mean, he doesn't hit a million dollars. Doesn't hit ten million dollars until his sixth season in the NFL. Two, four, yeah. I. Yeah, it's it, dude. It's got to have been at least a, a decade of his career, at least. Granted, you know, contracts values have obviously gone up since then, but still, I mean, just nuts, nuts to think about. Uh, all right, so the second contract that got given out was to Cooper Cup, who received a three-year extension worth up to eighty million dollars for uh, the Rams wide receiver, who turned in a massive year this past year um, put himself in the conversation for, you know, wide receiver MVP talk, which never is going to happen, but um, really he, he played himself into, he, he played himself into this gigantic fucking contract uh, for this one. It looks like uh spot track has not yet been updated. Um, it, uh, they don't have any hard details. It just says it'll be a three year, $78.5 million contract, 75 of which is guaranteed money. Damn, Here I did not see that 75 detail. of 78. Yeah. Very weird number to leave out. Yeah, because usually those discrepancies are there for something of a reason, like, oh, you know, we'll have incentive bonuses, which would especially play for a skill position. Like an incentive bonus for an offensive lineman is like, what's what's the incentive going to be? Like winning the Super Bowl? Like, yeah, we'll get extra money for that. Any, like that, great. But like that's not an individual achievement. For a skill position, you know, you can build in a lot of individual achievements. So it's also weird to have the number be so disparate from that. But we'll see what the details are when it comes out. Um, fuck. $26 million a year. Yeah, $110 million over the next five years. That's uh, That's a nice little contract. Again, I don't know how they fucking do it. Now I got the bills paid. <laughs> yes, it will. Um, worth it. It's not on Spot Tracks um, cap hit by the team metric yet because Aaron Donalds is still only at uh, twenty four million, and Cooper Cups is like negligible because I think this is still. Yeah, actually, they have him zeroed out right now because I guess they're you know behind the scenes working on it, but. As of right now, at this moment, it's 188 million heading into the season. Uh, if you change Aaron Donald's contract to what it's supposed to be, hold on for this year, the cap hit. Oh, actually, no, no. Aaron Donald's is correct. 24 million is correct for this year. So Aaron Donald's. Wow, Cooper Cup's cap hit could be bigger than Aaron Donald's. That's hilarious. Um. Well, I guess we don't have full figures as to how that works yet, but I guess if we just raw add $26 million to that $188 million total, um, that would put the Rams at about 214 ish million dollars, which that's got to be right up against the cap, right? Uh, let's actually look at the Rams cap. 
yeah, so this the, the 2022 salary cap is $208 million. So the Rams are going to have to cut payroll. Yeah. Um, unless they turn all right, this into um, a signing. Unless they turn this year into a signing bone. But they can't because next year, Aaron Donald's cap hit goes up. So they can't have both those guys' contracts go up next year that much. Well, this wouldn't kick in until after Cooper Cup's contract is over. Oh, is it's tacked on? It's not replacing any years? Uh, I would believe so. Oh, I, I think I think you're right because his current contract. Okay, so his most recently signed contract five. is two, 2020 to 2023, and then Spotrac has his years going out to 2026. So that what you said would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. So he has a uh, cap hit of 18 in 2023. 18.5 and then oh I guess it hasn't kicked in yet for uh spot track because he's not on there for 2024 no no he's not regardless but um they're gonna be right up against him no matter yeah, what they have because uh, even if it is the 15 million that it looks like his current contracts AAV is um I think that's what I just read I already forgot I mean uh, yeah they're gonna be at 200. And four million dollars for the season out, out, right. against a two hundred eight million dollar co- uh, cap hit. That's 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 tough. And regardless, for twenty twenty three, they're projected at four and a half million without signing a single other player. They only have ooh, that's not a lot of guys <laughs> under contract. Regardless, it'll be fun to watch. Which I believe they can do it do. because fuck, man. How do you bet against the house? Holy shit. Uh, yeah, their 2022 cap, sorry, the 2023 cap, sa- sa- uh, current salary cap adjustment is already at 22 million. It's already more than this year by $40 million. Yeah. That's insane. Really got to hope those uh, TV uh, deals pay out this year. For sure. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, hey, uh, good for the players, man. Good for the players. So uh, I I guess taking that into uh, completely different news, um, another bit of NFL news that's been going around has been surrounding Deshaun Watson. As more women have come forward to make accusations against him and to bring their names into the suits, um, more details have been revealed and there's been now more speculation about what the NFL is going to do. Um, as they get ready to, you know, launch their investigation or announce their conclusions or whatever. Um, and what has been probably one of the most predictable developments in this story possible. Like it, it it's hard coming forward with sexual assault allegations as, as a victim in the first place, um, which means that, yeah, there's probably going to be a bunch more that keep coming forward because this guy seems like a really bad guy. I, know that every time something like this happens with accusations made against athletes or celebrities where women speak out about past instances of, you know, domestic assaults or sexual assaults, um, there is always a very loud minority that's saying uh, they're just making this up for the clout, for money, for attention, whatever. I haven't seen a single fucking one of those today. 
where the total number of accusations released by the New York Times was 66 at this point, or he saw 66 masseuses since 2017 over like an 18 month span. No one's like, ah, oh, shit. Like, there's no way. Like, you're all lying. You're all doing this for money. This is coordinated. It's like, oh, shit. Like, either we told you so, or man, how did I not see this coming? And here we are. And the thing about it is this would almost, I don't want to say be a a non-story, but the weight of this story for the sports world, which I know gross transition, but it's the sad reality that the Cleveland Browns have put us in that there's even the need to have this aspect of the conversation is that the Cleveland Browns fucking traded for him and gave him a massive contract for, for genuinely no reason. You have a man who is credibly accused by dozens of women that he sexually assaulted them. Many of the cases are still pending and accusers are still coming forward. And you thought your trash ass ownership GM front office, everybody involved thought, yeah, but he used to throw a football real good when we used to see him be throwing footballs. Let's get him over here and just uh, hope he beats the charges. Cause based off of the entirety of the NFL's history, why wouldn't that be the status quo at this point? You say there's no reason. Well, he's good at football, and usually this stuff blows over. Okay. I mean, it's the Browns. I, I know it's a very different front office, but that team must be cursed because they just keep finding ways to make themselves look like the biggest idiots on planet Earth, and in this case, the biggest assholes, but they thought it would be fine. They thought people would either stop caring. People would come to terms with it, with all the sports washing, or people would be upset, but there's really nothing that's going to be done. So it's over. Who cares? That's the, that that's, that's almost part of like, the, I, I don't even want to say that, that they're, that they're cursed because they, it's, it's a series of them constantly doing this shit to themselves they make bad decisions because they're bad people who are also dumb and then are shocked when they blow up in their face for instance why take a chance on a situation that's going to potentially fuck you so goddamn hard and make you look like the pieces of scum that you are because if deshaun watson gets kicked out of the league, which seems to be the right recourse at this point, but what the fuck do I know? Um, Or even just suspended for like two years. You're the Cleveland Browns. You have no quarterback for the next two years. You've already committed a ton of money to in year two. So like there's, you didn't commit any real money in year one. Who cares? You committed a bunch of money year two. That's gone. You gave away three first round. You don't have a first round pick that you don't have to trade away more capital to get until 2025. I, like, I, fuck you. Like, like, what do you do? You have no quarterback. You have no real capital to trade for one. You have nobody in the system. You have nothing you can do to play one. You don't have the chance to draft a good one for three more years. And you're out of a ton of money. Oh, and... Everybody hates you, including every female fan that would have ever considered pumping money into your bullshit team because you just had to have a guy who throws footballs real good when he's not 
fucking molesting people. It's mind-blowing stupidity. It is truly amazing how if this were any other quarterback of his caliber, the Browns would be a front runner and true contender to win the Super Bowl. And instead, they're going to have to blow this the fuck up and start from scratch again. And they're going to go back to the bottom once again. Because they're, there's no reason to, to fight it out with this team. Deshaun Watson's going to be suspended, hopefully, likely for two years. Uh, Baker Mayfield's not going to play for you. No chance. You burnt that bridge. If it was any other quarterback, I'd say, you know what? There's a chance. But we know exactly who Baker Mayfield is. And you drafted a guy out of Oklahoma who was the fire, fury, fire, most fiery competitor on the field, won the Heisman Trophy because of his competitiveness over arm talent. He is never going to play it down at football for you again. And you're fucked. There's no replacement that you can get. And every game you lose and every losing season, abysmal losing season that you have between now and the next time you get a chance to crawl out of the basement is going to be marked with, well, part of the reason they're in this problem is they traded for Deshaun Watson. Because it will be empirically true Every single time you lose a game because your quarterback throws for, for 150 yards, no touchdowns and two interceptions every game. And every single time you play a game and get railed, the commentators are going to sit there and say, part of the reason the Browns are in this mess is because they traded for this. You're never going to live this down as well. You fucking shouldn't, but you are never going to live this down for what? Like for what, man? For fucking what? For the same reason that a fucking child t- steals a cookie out of the cookie jar. They think they're never going to get caught and nothing bad's ever going to happen. Consequences don't exist. Oh, God, it is just mind blowing. It's my, yeah, it's like, and it's so not worth the effort because, like, they're yeah. scumbag billionaires out there who are going to do whatever the fuck they want to do, which includes run their team however they want to run it and 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 acquire whoever they want to acquire. And they don't give a shit because the money is going to keep rolling in. Thanks to that good old profit sharing in the NFL when it comes to national TV contracts. Um, good old fashioned corporate socialism, like just just keep pumping money into the pockets of people who have enough. And and it doesn't mean it doesn't even matter. Like, like the owner of the Browns, you're not going to get shit. He's not going to care. He doesn't. He's not going to give a fuck what we think. I fucking hate it. Speaking of ownership, seamless transition, uh, which we've completely forgot to mark down before in our pre-show meeting. Uh, Of course, the the Broncos have a new owner. Yeah, the Waltons. The Walmart people. I don't remember which one, but one of the Waltons. I want to say just the. I want to say it's just the family. I want to say like the Waltons. Acquired. No, it was like the matriarch of the family right now. I want to say it's like Robert. That's Robert Walton. Nope, that's a book. You think character. they got a? You think they got, they got a rollback deal on that? <laughs> the uh, Walton Penner Rob. Family Ownership Group. S. Robson, headed by Walton. yeah Rob Walton. 
His daughter, uh, Carrie Walton right Penner, and her husband, Greg Penner. Also includes uh, Melody Hobson, C- co-CEO of Ariel Investments and the chair of the board of Starbucks um, mm. and a director at J.P. Morgan Chase. But this is mostly a, uh, I guess, Walmart venture. Um, yeah, so they sold for $4.65 billion. Which means that every time we've ever looked at franchise valuations, they've all been undersold. Because yeah. if I recall correctly, the last time we talked about franchise valuations, like the Yankees were listed at like five billion or some shit like that. And the I Yankees mean, are absolutely worth more than the Denver Broncos. Well, fuck. I mean, the Panthers sold three years ago for two point three. Yeah, and I and I want to say that the um the Royals sold what two, three years ago for over a billion. And we thought that was a ton at the time. Yeah. This is honestly, this is just a gross overpay by a guy who isn't going to be affected by that number and just wanted to, it, it's the exclusivity of it, not the actual return. That's what I was about to say. You gotta, you gotta imagine for the, for big time pro sports. So like let's write off soccer for a minute. Cause we're talking about old white people. They do not care about soccer. You've got hockey, which even then most non-Canadian billionaires aren't really going to give a shit about. So you got you got baseball, basketball, and football. That means that between those three sports, you've got 90-something teams. That's it. That's fucking it. That, the only chance you're ever going to get to own a team anybody actually cares about is those 90-something teams. Yep. That's it. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big fucking club, man, but we and ain't you know it. When you have the money... It's about as good of an investment as you can make. It's a sure fucking thing. Honestly, the more you think about it, the more it really is a phenomenal. Because not only is it an asset that constantly appreciates in value, it's it's also real estate to a large extent. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's very sticky contracts. It's very uh, very a lot of retention. There's a constant growth with uh, your with your. Uh, uh, fan base when I'm trying to look for uh, the, your customers. There we go. That also has its as its feet in, in growth markets like subscription services, streaming services, apparel. Like there's tons, tons of avenues for revenue that are um, that are opened when you buy a team. And, you know, like this Endless. is I don't know how much this counts because uh, it's Rob Walton. He has all the leverage he could possibly have. He's not even from Denver, but if you were a local guy buying this team, man, that's an insane amount of leverage to have over your home city. And in this case, since it's the far and away largest city in Colorado over the state of Colorado, that's a ton of leverage, which is what a lot of owners use to get cities to pay for their fucking stadiums. Wow. Also, it's wild because Walmart's been the one of the biggest proponents of not paying a livable wage at their stores and making sure that part-time employees that they have part-time employees instead of full-time employees to make sure they don't have to pay benefits. Walmart is the employer that receives the most um, federal aid from the government, I believe, via the food stamps program. I believe that the more employees at Walmart are on food stamps than any other company in America, which at that point really just means you're being subsidized by the federal government. And if you have the money, if you if you have the money to be dropping over four and a half bill, uh, a sum of money that I, I'm not sure would 
um, if we put it all in singles, would fit in the room I'm in. I don't think it's big enough. Um, if you have the money to do that, um, you have the money to make sure your employees aren't on fucking food stamps. You like, oh, God, I hate this goddamn shit so fucking much. I hate it. Why did we start here? This was my decision, but I'm so mad we did this. <laughs> I'm all riled up. Uh, Josh, just grow old, grow apathetic, drift off into the nothingness. Ah, peace. I know. I know we said it. I said it a, a few weeks ago, a few months ago now, maybe. Um, and we poked a bunch of holes in it because it's, I, it probably isn't a good idea. But man, this really, really just makes me think that maybe a franchise sports team being a public good isn't the worst thing because <laughs> these numbers are disgusting. Mm-hmm. But again, there's so God. many problems with that. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, there's other things happening in, in the world of uh, the NFL. I, they're relatively more minor. Jack Del Rio yeah. shoved his whole foot in his whole mouth today. Um, he's an idiot. Uh, like it's, it's not worth getting too far into. Um, it's talking points that we we've all heard our fathers say, you know, <laughs> what? Get Josh, mad about them here. I'm sick of talking about politics. I want to talk about something that matters. I want to talk about men's fashion. We're getting into the City Connect jerseys. So Corey and I have fallen behind a little bit. We realized as we were getting ready to talk about the Angels that we'd actually missed s- s- several jerseys. Most. Um, so where, do, where do you want to? So we have left to talk about that we have not yet talked about. Um, the Royals and the Astros, who just completely missed, slipped a, slipped through our fingers. Uh, and then, yeah. and then the, the Rockies and then the Angels. Uh, where would you like to start, Corey? <sighs> Let's go chronological. I think that's Kansas City. Okay, I, that's what I thought, but I also was not sure. All right, so Kansas City Royals, um, it's still a largely blue uniform. However, they've deviated pretty harshly from their, um, well, you know, royal, royal. blue <laughs> uniform into something that's a little bit more navy, not quite as dark as like Yankees midnight blue, but still, uh, you know, darker blue with powder blue accents. So there's really... No royal Great blue at combo. all. It, it is. And I think that's what makes it effective. It's just like it, it took either end of the color spectrum mm-hmm. instead of going in the middle where royal blue kind of is in terms of brightness. And then added in uh, a really lovely art deco kind of line work KC logo. Um, and they're, yeah, they're, they're pretty simplistic, but I think the, the changing color scheme and the like accent marks with the KC, which is supposed to be a, a fountain. It's supposed to be a fountain. Um, sure. Apparently, yeah. Found uh, yeah. a gesture of hospitality, the welcoming culture, and openness still remain in the city. That's that's supposed to be the idea behind the um, the line work, but it does invoke a very like 1945 Art Deco kind of thing. What do you did think? you did you watch Parks and Rec? Of course. Have I breathed? <laughs> of course. Just wanted to be clear. You remember the episode where the Parks Department works together to paint a mural or decide what mural will be painted in the you know town hall, and Tom commissions an art student to make a piece of art. It's a bunch of shapes, but he falls so deep inside of them. He starts feeling feelings. He sees feelings. He feels 
everything and he just can't look away. That's how I feel about this logo. Like it's very busy. It's very simple. I cannot look away and I just, I love it. I hate it for a, a uniform because I think it's just, I can't watch the baseball. I have to watch the logo. I have to watch the uniform. I'm not watching anything else. I'm just locked in, hypnotoed, just trapped. There, the the part in the logo where the the K and the C first meet at that at that mm-hmm. top arch, and it forms almost like like a portion of like a Celtic knot yeah. is just hypnotizing. I, you can't look away. It's so good. It's so good. I can't wait to rank these at the end of the year. Yeah, uh, how many more are we getting this year? Is it gonna? Are we finishing out all the teams? Or eight? Only eight. Okay, so they're gonna be doing this for a while then. Yeah, I mean, I hope they just keep doing it because they're fucking awesome. Oh yeah, I also hope that they continue doing this forever. But I'm just annoyed that it's gonna take yeah. so long <laughs> for the Yankees to get theirs. Um, <laughs> they're gonna be one of the last. And you know what it's going to fucking be? It's just going to fucking be, here's our regular ass strippity striped pants, but the shirt's blue this time. I swear it's to navy God. It's navy blue. I swear to God, if it's midnight blue and white pinstripes. It's I'm all just... going to fucking be, don't lie to yourself. It's the New York goddamn <laughs> Yankees. Don't lie to yourself. The Yankees will just trot out their normal Sunday pinstripes, and there will be no discussion because the Yankees will come out and just say, go the fuck yourself, Mikey. No. no, you know, you know what it would be super Yankees to do is just make the uniforms so fucking Italian, just mm-hmm. brutally Italian, and be like, this uniform is dedicated to the hard streets of the Bronx, specifically Arthur Avenue and Arthur Avenue alone. <laughs> and just be like, fuck the fact that the Bronx is now like you very know what? black and Puerto Rican and, and Albanian. <sighs> Arthur Avenue, the Italians holding it down. You know what? They would make that decision purely as just uh, okay. So if we do this Nike design, normal, super artistic, you know, City Connect jersey, we will sell. I don't know, just to make it easy, like ah, oh, we'll sell fifty jerseys. If we do the stupid, loud, obnoxious Italian one, we'll sell oh six hundred jerseys. Okay, yeah, we're gonna sell that one and just make another billion dollars, please. The Yankees want you to keep enjoying your Nona sauce <laughs> every day during the game. <laughs> hey, oh, What's she here? they're going to they're going to hire um, fucking. Oh, God. Who's the star of the of the of a Bronx tale? Oh, Chaz Palminteri. Chaz yeah. Palminteri is going to saunter out and throw the first pitch in one of these in, one, in, the, in the Italian themed Yankees jersey. That's an out, unfortunately, shoved into my 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 head. Oh, my God. Oh, Sorry, I just saw something. Do you still have the Kansas City jersey up? Yeah. Can you zoom inside the collar? Yeah, the hey, hey, hey. Hey, 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 hey. hey. Yeah, it's four hey's. It's one okay. too many hey's, but yeah. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah, for, for Pride Month, it's, they, they make a rainbow. Okay, sure. I'd love this. Hey, 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 Let's hey. Move on. Yeah. Uh, all right, so then that brings us to the Houston Astros, um, who... Well, they're named after the uh, the the concept, the idea uh, that that there is a NASA base in Houston, and they have sent a fucking rocket to the god. They sent men to the moon, 
mm-hmm. in, in from from Houston. Houston, we have a problem. Believe it or not, is referencing Houston, Texas, um, where the Astros also play baseball. So they leaned into the space theme, which I think is fantastic. I mean, they're not only are they named after, you know, a NASA events or the goddamn Houston Rockets. Like it, it's it's very pervasive. It's a big part of um, maybe not like the culture of the city, but like what you think of when you think of Houston. So they These, have like a sorry, go ahead. Uh, uh, if you are still going to describe them, keep describing them. Yeah, I was going to say, so they're, uh, they're, you know, there's not a lot of this blue like in the uniform. It's really just in the the main logo, that blue that's behind the H. That is now mm-hmm. basically the whole uniform with some like a Space. like chart paper. It's the uh, wallpaper from Troy and Abed's imagination room in community. On, on just the sleeves. So like like the 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 torso piece is solid, and then the sleeves have the checkered checkeredness on them. Uh, it's Space City across the front, Tron. and then it still has then it has the orange piping, uh, you know, that every jersey has with the the numbers on the upper thigh, which I think is actually really interesting. I like that a whole lot because it's very different. Um, and then their their H logo on the hat has um, uh, it's the star, but then it has like a like an atom kind of like circle dot situation going on there. Tell me what you think about them. These look like something that would. This looks like promotional material for the Buzz Lightyear movie. Buzz Lightyear, holy shit, that you would buy from the Disney store for like your eight year old son. These look tacky as hell, just as is. I don't like them at all. I love these. Uh, I think that they're incredible. I honestly do. I think they're fucking sleek. I think that they're gaudy. They're definitely gaudy. And I I mean, a little bit wild. There's an ombre like shift in the tone of the orange as you go down the piping, down the jersey. That is just so unnecessary. And I love it. I feel like the pictures I'm scrolling through from a distance are really good. Like the Houston logo is great. I love that numbers on the thigh. Like that's really cool. The colors themselves. I like it. Space city looks so tacky up close. Like the closer you get, the worse it gets. And I don't like that. <laughs> the the asterisk biggest the weakness more has you, always been distance. The closer you look. Ugh. I don't know. It's definitely not the worst we've seen. It's better than a, a fair amount of last year's. We'll even get to it. These aren't even my least favorite of, of this year so far. But yeah, it's my least favorite we've covered. Oh, yeah. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. I like these a lot. It's, it's a swing, which I will always appreciate. So yeah, definitely a swing. All right. Then uh, shall we take it off to the magical city of uh, Denver, Colorado? We shall. Which we've now talked about twice in the show today. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Colorado Rockies, with like no no fanfare at all, uh, released their jerseys. And part of the reason that the Rockies have no fanfare is because the picture of their jersey release. I did not know who any of these four guys were. <laughs> and man, that's I also not good. didn't. <laughs> I straight up when I scroll past them, I was like, ah, a college baseball team. Nope, the Colorado Rockies. Um, 
they are different. They are um, like a forest green pant all the way up to the chest. Just solid like forest green. Colorado across the chest in you know Comic white Sans. stitching. I don't think it's Comic Sans. It feels like Close. Oh, it is closer than I thought before you said that. But no, it feels a little bit too like the font was yes. <laughs> like, yeah. do we have a font? Yes. No further questions. Um, after the, the green then becomes like the Rocky Mountains and then it's just white above that and it's white on the sleeves. Um, and and what, what more do you need to know? Uh, the Colorado logo for the hat is still the fucking goddamn Rocky Mountains. Um, it's in purple. Why? Fuck your color scheme. Also, the circles are red. Eat shit and die. Um, also, the sky, fucking sky blue. It, n- none of these colors go with anything else we had on the jersey. Nope, it was the Nike we logo. Had around. The Nike um, logo on the jersey. That's, the you, that's all you got. Yeah, yeah. It's also purple. Fuck you. Also, the patch, yellow. Where did these colors come from? Fuck you. Stop asking questions. Um, and then above the Rocky Mountains in the hat are the letters CO, in case you forgot. They are in Colorado. Thank you. Go home. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. I really like the hats. The hat, These are the a hats, disaster. <laughs> the hats look like something I would wear just as like you would get from like a Patagonia store. Um, below the ears, it looks like I, I don't know. Like it, it almost looks like a really cheap, like beer league hockey jersey type texture to it. It looks like they started printing out the design, and yeah. then someone was like, "That's taking too fucking long," and they ripped it. And then it just that green from the from the mountain just became the whole rest of the uniform. And they're like, "Fuck it, just just go make it. It's <sighs> all it's all green. It's all green." Again, like what you're you're saying about them taking a swing, like. Okay, like I, I get what they were trying to do, and it almost works, but it it genuinely does. Like they forgot to finish the jersey. Like there's, it's the it's the font with the Colorado. If they did something with that that was like fun and exciting, I could see it working. But it it just looks like something that the state of Colorado would put as like an advertisement on like the welcome to Colorado sign. It's like if you've ever gone on eBay and looked up a jersey for your favorite team, it doesn't matter. Like fucking the, the Rays, like you're a Rays fan, you look up Rays jerseys and you'll be on eBay and you'll be like, wait, when did they come out with these jerseys? Like I'm seeing jerseys I've never seen on TV. I've never seen sold in a store. When were these jerseys ever worn? That's this jersey <laughs> for the Colorado Rockies. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Is this real? Because it shouldn't be. But I will say, I love them. <laughs> oh, for sure. I um, love I, I don't know jerseys. why I said for sure. I don't like them. I am. I adore this monstrosity. <laughs> they are, they are, yo, I mean, they are in forest green from ankle to nipple. <laughs> Just nothing but that. Nothing, nothing but that. Ankle to areola. <laughs> Straight up just forest green. And then 
well, we're the Rockies. I mean, we're in Denver. How do we connect to the city? The same mountains for other fucking jerseys. The same, it's on all. And then you know what? Put it on the hat too. Fuck them. Nah, the hat's great. Don't hate that. I hat. love it. I love how none of the colors line up with anything. This is amazing. It has nothing to do with the city. You know what the city is inherently not? The, the, the Rocky Mountains. <laughs> it's, oh man, it's fucking funny, man. I love it so much. That's one way to describe it. It is a funny jersey. It's hilarious, especially because the back. So the mountains go up to, you can't see this on the podcast, but the mountains go up to two to of the areolas, right? But on the back of the jersey, the mountains only go up to like the middle of the back, which means if you're standing profile and have your arms raised, which, you know, most baseball players do when they're, you know, batting, there is just a sharp cutoff from green being up here to down. Like it's a six to eight inch difference between where the green stops and starts for the two halves of the Jersey. Like whoever knitted these things together must've been like, wow, whoever designed this is a fucking moron. This is so stupid, but not my job. And just kept trucking along. Just, Oh man. It's so, I love these. These are so bad. They're so bad. I love them so much. This is why I never know what you mean. You love them because they're so bad. You give a very clear opinion. Do you well? Did you grow up? Uh, or are you today a bad movie person? Like, do you do you watch bad movies for sport and pleasure? No, no. I I do. I love a good bad movie. Love one. Uh, anybody out there? Vinegar Syndrome just came out with a new um, film. Which, if you don't know what Vinegar, Vinegar Syndrome is, look them up. They're also fantastic. Um, that is a movie that they restore that they found at like an estate sale that was not edited together and had no dialogue and it's called New York Ninja and it's from like 1984 and man I just watched it the other day with some friends and it is absolutely amazing they made up dialogue they made up a plot let me tell you the plot they made up makes no fucking sense at all the movie was so bad that they shot a whole movie in New York City in the 80s and then just they realized how bad it was and didn't put it out so it was shot in 1984 was not released until 2021 it's so good. It's so good. Love a good bad movie. Anyway. All right. So that brings us to then, I guess, the most current City Connect jersey. Uh, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim have come out with their uh, City Connect jersey, which they say is beach themed to tie into Ocean County. So the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim have instead gone with a Surf City, <laughs> a Surf City based logo. And I'm laughing because fuck the angels. That's so fucking stupid. Eat shit. It's so dumb. They claim three different cities just in this one jersey and don't nail any of them. It's so fucking stupid. The lot. I'm going to say it a third time. The Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim went with a surf city, which is a, a town. I'm not making it up. It's not a nickname. A name of a town in Ocean County, which is also not the county Los Angeles is even in. So, so three cities and two counties. That's just a mess. Anyway, they are they are definitely going for literally anyone in the state of California, not in San Francisco or a Dodger fan. Please like us. Yes, exactly. <laughs> this this is a cry for help. Um, so they are an off white, like uh, n- not as tan as the Diamondbacks or jersey. Yeah, it's it's a cream 
um, with a, a like a everything about it looks very soft. Like it looks like it's all made out of like cashmere. It looks like the opposite of the Colorado jersey, which looks like it's just pure nylon. Yes, yeah. The, the Rockies jersey looks very shiny. Yeah. This looks like it, it absorbs light. Um, the, Angels the, is written- the sorry. The Rockies looks like it costs maybe fifteen bucks if you were to get it from Kohl's. This looks like you can only get it from Mitchell and Ness for like five hundred dollars. Yeah, agreed. Fully, full nailed it. Um, the Angels is written in like a, a bold cursive across the front with a you know swoop underneath. Um, with the numbers on the left-hand side of the jersey in a baseball diamond kind of logo. Uh, and then that's kind of it, really. Uh, they have like an armband on the left arm, logo like on the right. New uh, York Giants-style armband. Yes, like, exactly. Very, very football-like. Very football, yeah, very, like, like, even like a collegiate football kind of like, or old-school, like, 80s football kind of kind of armband. The number on the back is well. The number on the front is also in blue, but it, it's much less noticeable as compared to the one on the back, which is obviously much fucking bigger. Um, the hat is kind of just a normal hat, except it's uh, got the cream color um, for the front panel instead of it being like red or white. Um, it's it's like their retro logo. It's yeah, the, this, it's an older A. Yeah, it feels very much so. Honestly, a lot like their just regular retro jerseys anyway. Um, all right, tell me what you think about these. I'm obsessed with the font that the Angels is in. Like, I'm, I'm fine with everything else. Nothing else really blows me away. I think, like, the diamonds that almost kind of looks like a flag you'd see on the beach looks good. Um, but, man, that Angels logo on the cream color of the jersey just does something for me. I, I really like them. I hate these. Yeah, I knew I, I knew you these. did because you tweeted about it, but uh, do it for me, dude. This is the most boring fucking jersey on the goddamn face of the earth. Their jersey is as much as I was laughing and loving the idea that the Colorado Rockies went forest green for the whole thing. This is like white. Let's just make it white. And it's like, all right, but like your regular jerseys are already white. It's just a slightly different shade of fucking white. This is this is just the regular jersey with a couple small tweaks. And then they were like, Surf City, baby. And it's like, yeah, it, dude, it, they went it, about they a do surf, anything. They went about as Surf City as possible. They got really stoned, drew this, you know, kind of trippy logo, and then said, fuck it, man, let's go surfing. We're done. Let's get out of here. Perfect. I mean, it is a genuine toss-up for me which team came up with the worst design between the Dodgers and the Angels. Both of them really. I mean, because the Dodgers is also horrible. The Dodgers is so I don't remember if we talked how much we talked about it, but it's literally just instead of the uniforms are white and the Dodgers is blue, we'll have the Dod- the uniform be blue and the Dodgers is white. And we'll Holy put the most in front of the Dodgers. So Holy there is the most Dodger. Dude. It's awful. It's awful. ESPN has the Rockies as the number one city connect jersey ever. They're they're great. I love them. Um, but like people already make fun of you, Angels, for calling yourselves the LA Angels, and you're oh, you're God, not even Los near. Dodgers. It's bad, right? Like they're not good yeah, jerseys. It, it's just their jerseys. 
They just which is how I feel about this. It it it's it is so much so just but kind least, of the angels already already their jersey. Yeah, but at least they made like the logo fun and different. They changed they, they made they these minor the design changes. of the jersey. Yeah, but the Dodgers didn't change their jerseys. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like that's why I'm saying it rivals the Dodgers for how bad how much how little they ended up actually changing. Like if we compare this to the Marlins jerseys, even fucking the Diamondbacks, the Diamondbacks jersey is wildly different. Yeah, but they did a great job. Awesome. That's what I'm saying, and it's a great like, like the the Angels said that the that the cream color of the jersey is most meant to invoke the feeling of sand, which I don't think anybody's gonna gonna fucking get from looking at that shit without you saying that. Whereas the Diamondbacks very much so did the same thing because that's a desert nation, and they nailed it. They absolutely nailed it. This has no feeling of of I mean, there's definitely a, a 70s kind of California vibe in this, but so is there in the Angels pre-existing retro jersey. Like that's that that is from the 70s. Like like you they they didn't how has both the Angels and Dodgers claimed Los Angeles and neither one done a fucking thing that has anything to do with the city of LA? As much as I don't really like the Giants City Connect jerseys, and we talked about this last year when, when they came out, because m- much the same thing. Our jersey is white. Fuck you. Thanks, Giants. Super fucking cool. An all-white jersey. We don't have any of those in MLB. Um, at least they have, like, here's the Brooklyn Bridge. Or the Brooklyn. Here's the, the, the Golden Gate Bridge. Don't you? We all love this bridge here in San Francisco. And it's like, yeah, all right, I get it. You know, like, that's one. That's like the big landmark. It, it, that's that's the establishing shot in every movie that's ever taken place in San Francisco. So, yeah, all right, I get it. L.A., the Dodgers and the Angels. It's just been a gigantic, yeah, eat shit. F- fuck you. Uh, we're not going to try very hard on this. Suck my balls. You know what what it is for me is, you know, we gave props to Houston for taking a swing. Even if it didn't have great contact, they swung. The Angels and the Dodgers did very little to change their jerseys, but the Angels are at least really nice to look at. I will say they are really nice to look at. If they came out with these as just a regular alt, I don't think I have any problems. I really don't because they are well-designed jerseys. They genuinely are. I just think that for what they're doing and what what they're up against, they're fucking boring. As compared to like some of the dramatic differences we've seen in other teams. Again, like even Boston, like that's not a pretty to look at fucking jersey at all. No, all but hard. man, they swung for the goddamn fences on, and they and it meant something. That color scheme was was the symbol of the of the the um like the the standard that they bore after the Boston bombings like that color scheme meant something deep to the city of Boston as hideous as those jerseys were there was a genuine meaning there and the angels went with well we're not even in LA county <laughs> which is the namesake of our fucking team so we're just going to use the county that we are in and then we're not really by the water, so we'll just use a city that is closer to the water and then take the idea of surfing, um, which is also vaguely problematic because white people shut out Hawaiians from surfing for decades, and we're just going to roll over that and just be like, nah, it's all good. Um, and and it's it, it just fucking fuck you. Like, 
do, do something Anaheim related mm-hmm. then. Obviously, you, do, you can't get the rights from Disney, but I mean, get sued over a mouse. Oh, boy. Ooh, hold on. Genuine question. Okay. Genuine question. Okay. If the Angels had gotten the rights to use Disney logos because of all of the creepy weirdo Disney people, would that become the best-selling City Connect jersey? Oh, probably. Right? Yeah. I mean, the overlap on this Venn diagram of people who are into baseball and are crazy Disney people is probably very small. But, I mean, if that's something... If Disney sold it, too, if they were like, hey, we'll sell it, too... Yeah, absolutely. If they didn't sell it, I don't think it would be the best selling because I think you would only be getting baseball people who like Disney and some super diehard fans. I don't think you would get that mass appeal that Disney selling it would. Yeah, I I agree. If Disney sold it, it would be I think it would be huge, especially if they sold it at um is it Disneyland that's in California? Yes. Is it Disney? Okay. Especially if they sold it at Disneyland. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like you're there for a vacation. Oh, you know, it'd be great. Let's go to Disneyland. We'll get the kids, you know, we'll walk around. Oh, they're selling jerseys. Hey, let's go to the Angel Stadium. Go catch the Angels game. We're already here on vacation. Buy a kid a trout jersey. Kids love fish. Go take them to go see trout. You, you know what I think would actually be an unironically really great idea? if the Disney corporation bought the angels and built a stadium inside Disneyland or at least like attached to Disneyland. I wonder how far, how far apart those two things are. It's in Los Angeles. You mean Anaheim? No, like Disneyland is in Los Angeles. So no, Disneyland is in Anaheim. Is it really? Yes. Really? Yes. We were talking about it last night from, uh, uh, Quinn's sister's uh, boyfriend um, who's like from California and was saying, oh yeah, it's in, it's in Los Angeles. So maybe no, even it, Los Angeles people get those two cities fucking confused. I don't know how, where in California is he from? They're not close to each other at all. Okay. Like I promise I could, I'm going to LA in a few months. I've done the research because I also would like to see Trout and Otani play in person. Um, they're not fucking close. <laughs> So, yeah, is he from L.A.? Because that just seems wrong. Uh, I don't think he's from L.A., but I don't know. I I have no details for you. Uh, Angel Stadium and Disneyland Park are four miles away. No fucking shit. Yeah, and that's, uh, yeah, 3.7 miles away, uh, 13 minutes with traffic. Jesus Christ. They are. Just do it. Just do it, Disney. Right there. Put that fucking mouse in a baseball jersey. Bat him fifth. Honestly, like the promotions would be they would they would they would have so many people in that park if they attached it to Disney. Like they would be they would be able to sell out every day. Hey, for an extra forty dollars to your Disneyland ticket, close out your day with a nightly baseball game. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Done. a lot of cities do that, too. Like if you go in to go visit like Toronto or New York or uh, like uh, Houston, the, the the city 
will sell you a ticket that is for multiple attractions at uh, a rate that would be cheaper than buying all the tickets for all the places individually. Mm-hmm. I remember I we almost did this when I was in Toronto a few years ago because they, they sold like go visit like the, the, the Space Needle and the aquarium and like a couple other random things. And it was like 50, 60 bucks a person. And if we bought all those things individually, it would have been like, I'm like 70, 80 bucks. You could totally do that with Disneyland and Angels, but whatever. We're not getting paid to market for Disney <laughs> or the Angels. Fuck you, Joe Madden. <laughs> just got fired. Um, actually, I guess we can just transition into that then. Uh, Joe Madden got sure. fired. The Angels have lost. The Angels lost 12 games straight. Apparently, Madden's contract expired and they chose not to renew it. So he didn't get canned. He just didn't get renewed. But for all intents and purposes, he got fired. Um, And then the Angels proceeded to lose the game they had that night, which means the Angels have now lost 13 straight games. Their record prior to two weeks ago was 27 and um, 17. 10 games over 500. 27 17. They were they were cruising. And now they are 27 and 30 have fallen to under 500. Oh man, it's just so bad. Do you think this was a uh, last ditch effort with these uniforms to uh help this team out? Uh, no, no, I, I, I think it, that these uniforms were, uh, guys, guys don't come no, stay all nine innings, please. We'll give you one. Come on guys. Come back. As all the fans it's, funnel out of the stadium. Yeah, it's tough. It's really tough. It's just wild. 13 straight games. Trout slumping, literally his worst over slump of his career. Uh, but still, like a, a team with Trout and Otani, and uh, honestly, who cares? People around them, um, and they're just getting their shit pushed in. It, I, it, it's 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 incredible to witness. Like the Rangers and the Angels now have the same win percent this season. That's tough. What do you even say about that? Do you, like, I know we always talk about, like, never give up. Season's never over. Plenty of games left. Plenty of time left. You give up now. We're not, even, we're not even at the all-star break. <laughs> right, but it's over, right? It's done. Donezo. Season over. Season, season is not over. <laughs> they are very much so still in a playoff hunt, especially with the expanded... Um, expanded wild card playoff format that we have nowadays. Um, yeah, they're still very much so in the running. So, yeah. Um, they need to, if they just win a handful more games, they would pass Cleveland and Chicago. Um, or you really just need to tie up Boston to who holds the final wild card spot. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, it's just, and you know, there's not, I mean, there's a bunch of numbers we could talk about that gets into uh, you know in what ways the Angels have been bad for 13 games. But when you've gone over 13, it's like does it even fucking matter? Like what the numbers are right now? Like your shit's getting fucked, bro. Like what's your problem? Everything, bitch. Like everything. You, you, <laughs> like 
it's not it's it's like if you came in riddled with bullet holes and we're like doc what's wrong it's like bro everything like I, what do you want me to tell you yeah. everything is wrong you could not be in a worse state right now like what are you hoping to find in there man it, it yeah it, trout got pulled last yesterday in the third inning from groin tightness oh man it's like pain city over there in ocean county um pain city Ooh. Not a place I would want to live. I bet rent is awful. Or rent's amazing <laughs> because no one wants to live there. Yeah, but it, it's probably. Yeah, the sky's on fire and everything hurts. But man, the rent is amazing. No, <laughs> oh, um, it's weird to see Joe Madden fire like. It's always tough to to quantify in baseball what makes a good manager and a bad manager. In football and hockey, the other two sports we talk about the most, it's very easy to understand the impact that a manager or a coach has, most prominently in, in, in football, because there's an aspect of player development that's very evident, and you also scheme. You make plays, you know. Um, obviously, some of those de- responsibilities get delegated out, but buck stops with you. You have to agree to pretty much everything um, at least in, in the playbook at the outset and I have to get everyone on the same page, blah, 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 blah. And the same thing for hockey, like how you're going to de- run your defense and your offense, how you're going to run your power play units, like how you're going to run special teams, all that shit gets started. And, you know, as a Rangers fan, like I've seen the Rangers make some huge transitions over the last three years and how they run their offense and defensive stylings between, um, oh my God, what was the guy before Dan Quinn? I can't think of his fucking name. Elaine Vigneault. Oh God, that guy fucking killed me. I fucking hate that motherfucker. Um, but like, you know, Elaine Vigneault was a bunch of dump and chase and then hope for a, for hope for a breakaway. And now with Dan Quinn, it's a little bit, not Dan, not, now with uh, Gerard Gallant, like, you know, they, to me. I, I, I'm all over the place, but regardless with, with MLB, it's a little bit more like, all right, well, he's not telling him to hit home runs versus singles. I mean, what is he doing? He's not setting the lineup usually. He's making the bullpen changes. Definitely doing that. He ain't booking the flights. <laughs> like, I don't know. So it's like, it's tough to. When do you think he booked his last flight himself? <laughs> uh, yesterday after he got a shit can and had to go home. <laughs> I deserve that. Yeah. Deserve that one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um. Yeah, because you know, it's a weird team. It's not like uh, with Joe Girardi getting fired, which we can talk about in a minute. Like Joe Madden, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I think it's been a big net positive for the Angels because I'm not sure another manager who's not as weird as Joe Madden would have helped show. Hey, show Otani become the player he has become like Joe Madden was really insistent and good about making sure that Shohei got to be a two-way player. Whereas I'm not entirely convinced other managers in MLB would have given him as much leeway to do it. Like today, Shohei Otani bats every single day, pitches on you know regular rest, and continue, bats in the game he pitches in. And then after he gets pulled as a pitcher, still bats. 
lets him run the bases and play the field when when they absolutely need him to. And I'm genuinely not sure another manager lets that happen, especially after Shohei Otani's uh, what was injury it elbow history. injury? Yeah, that that kept him from pitching for a season. Like I'm genuinely, I'm I'm I'm, I'm really not sure another team. Uh, not held by Joe Madden lets him have that t- to where we are today that much leeway. So uh, it's weird to see him go because I, I imagine he had to be pretty well liked at that point, mm-hmm. you know. But you're also not winning a lot. Neither was Mike Sosha. I, I don't know. Like, is manager the cure for this fucking team's issues? I don't think so. I mean, maybe at this point you lose 13 straight games if they were already on the fence about Madden. Maybe this helps out the rest of the season. But at the end of the day, I don't know. I know Joe Madden is more of a locker room, you know, rah-rah kind of atmosphere kind of guy like a a culture guy and that can wear itself out but man i don't i don't know about the long-term play here yeah i i don't know either um it it is bad uh their last 14 days the team has an ops of 606 um relative to the league that is a 68 OPS plus, or they've been 32% worse than the average bear on, on hitting, um, which feels very opposite to the angels usual issues, which is boy, how do you kill this team? Not pitch. The team has pitched very well in the last two weeks um, to the tune of, uh, hold on. I just lost it. Uh, oh no, that's actually the, other, okay. So they have it for the, the splits. They have it listed as OPS. I read it as ERA for a second. Oh, they've pitched very poorly. Oh, they pitched super duper poorly. Yeah. Um, they have allowed in the last two weeks an OPS of 860, which is Ooh. 36% better than league average, um, which means if you come Ooh, up to the wow. plate in the last two weeks against the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim and Ocean County, uh, representing Surf City, <laughs> uh, your average slash line, you're getting on base 36% of the time. With a slugging of about, just about 500. Oof. Nope. Oof. Nope. Big oof. Mm-mm. Not good. Um, and it's like, what's the manager supposed to do? Is he supposed to... Is, is he laying down all the wrong signs? I. It's like, I, I don't know. I don't think that's what's happening, but... I, I, all right, real quick, let's talk about the Phillies. Oh, sorry, were you going to say something? No. They also fired Joe Girardi, um, the Phillies, who have been off to what the kids might call a not good start to the season. Um, the Phillies are also currently out of a playoff spot. They're 26 and 29, so that's not great. Not horrible, but not great. Uh, unlike the Angels, their lack of success has been prevalent all season, not just in the last two weeks. They're 5-5 five and five in their last 10, third in the um, NL East. But based on talent and dollars committed to the team, I'm sure that they expected to be better than they currently are. So they've moved on from Joe Girardi. Um, which were you surprised? Uh, maybe a little. 
but looking at their season, it's hard to be. I mean, it's not like Joe Girardi is a, I know he has the prestige of being the Yankees manager, but it's not like he's a top tier guy that you would think gets the benefit of the doubt. I mean, hey, the the Phillies also moved on from Gabe Kapler, so maybe they're just uh, not good at this. Which is why I suggested that the uh, Angels should hire Joe Girardi because clearly Phillies managers who go to California are 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 are, are primo managers. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, by the way, Phillies fourth most payroll in baseball this season, two hundred thirty three million dollars. Wow. That's more than the Padres, the Red Sox, the Angels. Angels at number seven. Wow. Um, yeah, it's bad. Super, super bad. They like the Phillies are spending sixty million more dollars. Sorry, fifty-four million more dollars than the Houston Astros to have um, a four seventy-three win percent to the Astros six forty-three. Mm. Uh, super duper not good, bro. <laughs> so, um, of these, but if you could only pick one of these two teams to make the playoffs, though, which team would you pick? Uh, Angels or Phillies? Angels uh, or Phillies. Right now, both teams. Angels. Actually, sorry, the Angels would have to uh, surpass three teams to be in a playoff spot. The Phillies would have to surpass two teams. I still think the Angels, because at least they've shown that they could be a very, very good team. Um, and man, I'd have more faith in. Show high Walsh and Trout to lead this team to a playoff run. Then Bryce Harper is, is he going to come back this year? How long is he out with his injury? I don't know. I remember it being kind of a big oofyouchy, so I don't remember. Uh, right elbow soreness, not Tommy John. So there you go. We'll see. Might return to lineup after a P- PRP injection, and this article is from May 21st. So, so uh, he did nothing. It. Yeah. So no, 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 he yeah. did not. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna stick with the Angels. I think I would take the Phillies. I think that the that the AL has a little bit better of a competition for those wild card spots. Mostly because the AL East is a uh, fucking slugfest this year, as it is always. So those literally the the three wildcard teams are all AL East teams in, in the American League right now. It's Toronto, Tampa and Boston, which means you have to surpass one of those three teams to make the playoffs. And yeah, Boston's look kind of shitty this year for most of it, but that's still tough. The White Sox are probably underperforming a little bit. They have to pass them. And then who the fuck knows what Cleveland is, but just between the fact that it looks like the other AL teams are going to be really good, um, at least between Toronto and Tampa makes that a much harder hill to climb. Whereas for the Phillies, the teams ahead of them are the Giants, the Cardinals and the Padres. Uh, The Padres are pretty well locked in. I don't have a lot of faith in either St. Louis or San Francisco. Um, uh, sorry, Atlanta is also in front of them, um, who I don't have much faith in. Like it's it's very even at right here in this portion of the standings. And then once you get below Philly, it gets destitute real quick because below Philly in the standings for the wild card is the Arizona Dimebacks, the Pittsburgh Pirates, the hmm. Colorado Rockies, the Miami Marlins, 
Chicago Cubs, Washington Nationals, and Cincinnati Reds. So it's not like they're even really facing any pressure from the teams behind them uh, because all those teams are not like huge, but a decent chunk back. Uh, whereas again, Cleveland, or Cleveland, the Angels have Texas nipping on their heels. Like they're ma- matched in win percent. And then the Mariners are not far behind. Believe it or not, Baltimore isn't horribly far behind. The distance, oh, oh, this is a sad thought. The distance between in wildcard standings, the Angels and Baltimore is the same distance between Philly and the team um, behind. Oh, and uh, sorry, Philly and and uh, the Colorado Rockies. But that's how close Baltimore is to being as good as the Angels are. Uh, wow. Yeah. I mean, both teams are horribly confusing. I think that's the other issue. It's it's like I can't look at the Angels and be like, oh, well, once they're pitching better, they'll they'll, they'll be fine because like they're not hidden for shit. And same thing with the Phillies. It's like, I can't say that either. I can't be like, well, once they're hitting recovers, they'll be pitching. Just no, fucking no, they won't. Like, but I don't know how either team got built. It's like you all just kind of showed up. It's like we keep expecting these teams to make a jump and they just never do. Yeah, they keep pumping money into it and yet it's not work. It's like a, it's like a, a, a car that you keep trying to repair. It's like I keep bringing it to the shop and they keep replacing these parts, but it just it never works. I can't figure it out. Mm. That's the Philadelphia Phillies and the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim of Ocean County representing uh, Surf City. Let's get him in. Yeah. Um, oh, man. We had so many things written down to talk about. Uh, oh, Joran Alvarez signed a new contract with the Houston Astros is a six-year, $115 million contract for the left-handed slugger uh, holding down their DH spot. Um, Unexpected, for sure. Uh, At least I wasn't hearing any talk about him getting a potential extension anytime soon, but here we are, man. Um, Yeah, it's a huge contract for a guy that is only just about to hit his RB years. He's not even this. This was not an ARB season for Jordan Alvarez. The season we're playing in right now is not even an arbitration year. So this buys out his three RB years and then goes three years beyond that. Um, The way it is structured is it will be, uh, going chronologically from 2023 to 2028, 7 million, 10 million, 15 million. So progressing kind of like how ARB contracts would progress, probably showing some good savings in those years. I'd imagine he would beat those things out, but regardless. And then once we get post ARB, it's 26 million each year for three years, which not bad. It's interesting to judge because he is a DH, which is a, a, makes this a little bit more intriguing because that's some serious AAV for a DH. You know, this is not a guy who plays the field well at all. Uh, what do you think about the contract? Um, 
I think you have a guy this young performing this well and is seemingly this underrated. You sign him to a contract as quick as you can because you want him to be a franchise player literally forever. It's crazy how good he is at hitting a baseball and how little people talk about him outside of Houston. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's a fucking killer. Uh, So far on the season, as a DH, he has amassed 2.2 war, which is stupid. Um, He has a 190 OPS plus. He would probably be leading the league in a lot of categories, if not for Aaron Judge. Actually, I'm going to pull up Aaron Judge's stats right next to his just to double check um, how far off he is. Because I know in the home runs, I think they're one and two. Anyway, this season, he has already amassed in 50 games, 211 plate appearances. He has 52 hits, five doubles, uh, two triples, 17 home runs, 36 RBIs. His slash line is 289, 389, 622. That is a 1,011 OPS, and as I said, a 190 OPS plus. Um, He has made all – oh, actually, no. He has made 29 – of his 50 appearances at DH, the other 21 of which have been in left field. So he is spending a little bit more time in the field than he has been in previous seasons. Last year, he spent two thirds of his time DHing, one third of it in the field. This year, it looks like it's a little bit more 50 50. See, be interesting to see how that kind of changes things down the road. Um, according to his baseball reference, DWAR, he has not been great in the field, negative 0.6 WAR, but. It's not horribly unusual. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, straight fucking killing it. Uh, it's also great to see um, it feels like the exact opposite of the situations with that uh, we've been talking about a lot recently with uh, like Ozzy Albies and um, Ronald Acuna Jr. where it's like, fucking you guys suck. What is wrong with your management? Um, this is super fair. This is really fair. I mean, mm-hmm. This has Jordan hitting free agency again in his age 32 season, which uh, they probably could have gotten more on the free agent market if he had just, you know, gone through his arbiters and then hit free agency at uh, 29. But the security of this contract, which is what long-term deals can do for you, especially when you have so much team control left, which can be a blessing and a curse. Um, I mean, that, that's 150. That's generational money right there. You don't just turn that shit down. I, I he's got a, he's got room for a second contract in there, especially as a DH. I, I think he has plenty of room for I think he, he could easily fit in two more contracts. Yeah, you know, what? I think actually it'll be interesting to see how the, the judge contract shakes out because not that they're the same because judges, I think 30 even right now. Um, so it'll be, he's a little bit younger than Jordan will be when Jordan hits free agency, but you know, seeing how the older outfield market shakes out in the next few years will also be interesting. But it's, it's also not like Jordan's value comes from playing a premium position, right? It's like he'll be able to hit until he's 35, 36, you know, barring any major injuries. Honestly, with his eye, he could hit. He could probably hit till he's even older. He's got because yeah. he's not like a a Ryan Howard. I'm just here to fucking mash kind of guy. Like he's got a he's got a really good eye. Got patience, got a good eye. 
Left-handed. Yeah. He's a fun player to watch. I like him. Yeah. Uh, so good on the Astros. Good for uh, our man, Jordan Alvarez. Uh, I'm hesitant. To, oh, all right. Last thing I guess we have for the day. Uh, didn't mean to close with a downer. Just kind of forgot about it and how it ended up being the last thing we talked about. Um, mm. Tampa Bay. <sighs> yep. Tampa Bay Rays players, a handful of them, decided not to wear uh, a patch on the jersey, which is the the like sunburst logo, um, that is the LGBTQIA plus flag, the 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 rainbow flag, took it off because of their um, uh, it, they said it came down to a faith based decision. It's five players, all of them pitchers: Jason Adam, Jalen Beeks, Brooks Raley, Jeffrey Springs, and Ryan Thompson. All peeled the logo off their jersey and refused to wear the cap that also had the logo on it uh, and instead wore the regular cap. So basically refused to participate in the um, recognition of pride at all um, for reasons that they claim are based on Jesus. Uh, Corwin, what do you think of that? Oh, man. Um, Why were these guys given the option? Can't fucking tell you. Um, I don't want to get into the religious aspect of it because it, it's counterintuitive. It's it it doesn't follow its own logic. It's just blatantly, yeah. That exactly why I don't want to go into it. Don't give them the option. It's a team decision. It's a human decision that if you don't like it, okay, coach, I'm sitting today. All right. Awesome. You're not going to get seen. You're not going to make a comment. You go suffer in silence. The rest of us are going to go celebrate this and win a ball game. I, I, I understand how it's a difficult position for the Rays. Like the, the Rays are going to have to listen to some backlash no matter what, because they employ people who are, assholes and that means that in a certain respect their behavior is reflective of you and it's like they could they just cut them yeah they could just cut them that's a tough position to be in too so for the raise end of it no answer was the right answer really um i'm glad that the raise put these guys in front of the media though because that felt like the raise being like look you do what you fucking gotta do you have to answer for it. You're not using our PR department. <laughs> like we are not taking responsibility for your stupid fucking decision-making. So you want to sit out the game? You want to tear the patches off the jerseys? Do what you got to do, bitch. We're not helping you. <laughs> answer the questions yourselves. And the answers are exactly as outlandish as they could possibly be, which amounts to, uh, yeah, we are a bunch of homophobic slobs. Who think that Jesus didn't want anybody to get fucked in the ass. And it's, it's amazing because the recognition of pride night is, is look how much or understand and appreciate how much people have suffered to just be who the fuck they are in the first place. You guys are saying you, uh, everyone, oh, everyone said, oh, I'm just gonna be all over the place. Everyone said this bullshit nonsense, which is um, no problem with gay people disagree with the lifestyle. 
fuck you and die. All right. Because first of all, it's not a lifestyle. It's who it's their being. It's like it's like I was about to say it's like being mad at a black person for being black, but that's just describing racism, which is also fucking stupid. But from a logical sense, um, but and to call it a lifestyle is something that's a choice. You know what I mean? Like if if you drive luxury cars, that's a that's a lifestyle choice. If 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 you love fast food and only eat fast food, that's a lifestyle choice. Being gay or trans or whatever is not a lifestyle choice. It's, it's an identity. It's, it's, it's who you literally are. And so for you to one degraded by calling it a lifestyle, but to also acknowledge it as an, as an integral sense of identity, you can't say that someone is both gay as who they are and say it's a lifestyle choice. Doesn't uh, make any fucking sense. Guess what? Doctors, what? I, I could just totally see someone going into the doctor and it's like, hey, man, doc, my dick just doesn't work. I don't know what it is. Well, I, it looks like how you live like this lifestyle just isn't healthy. Like you need to suck poor dick to get hard, dude. <laughs> you need to make an active choice. Do you want? Hey, do you want to live to see your kid's birthday? You go suck that dick. Let me tell you, buddy, your dick is pushed to start. You're not pushing from the front. <laughs> you need to push from the back. Uh, I'm prescribing you 20 dicks. You take one in the morning and then one before bed at night. And that's it. But the thing is like calling it, saying that someone is gay and that's who they are. And I have no problem with that, but it's their lifestyle. It's like, uh, it doesn't make, they, they can't both be an integral, true sense of self and also be a lifestyle. Like if you like to wear sweatpants and you wear sweatpants wherever you go, it's a lifestyle for you. That's it's nothing. It's so fucking so fucking stupid. Uh, like you said, the religious thing is like no, no, they didn't. Um, uh, no, Jesus would probably be pretty mad at you, buddy. He'd be super duper mad at you for not just loving that person and representing. And again, it's like you don't. There's even have a to reason condone. he hasn't come back. It's you, bitch. Fucking uh, Jalen Beak, suck a dick, bitch. Um. But the thing is, like, you don't even have to agree. Can you agree that you don't want LGBTQIA plus people to die? Can we get on that same page? Because Pride Night is also, again, born out of that. Like, like, I mean, the Yankees just did, a, not, not just trying to, like, hype up the Yankees. They have a ton of issues with this shit. But, like, the Yankees just held, held a whole event last year around the the uh, the Stonewall riots, like, or protest or whatever, whatever. I forget the correct nomenclature. Um, but like, so I'm just, I mean to say it's in baseball. It's in mod recent baseball history. What gay and trans folks have had to go through to just not get fucking killed all, which they still have a problem with today getting killed and having super high suicide rates. So can you wear it just so to, to, even though you disagree with the lifestyle, that people feel like they don't have to die. Can we agree that that if you suck a dick as a dude, you shouldn't like be murdered in the street, uh, or just feel like no solution to this? I love sucking dick too much. I'm just going to go shoot myself. Like, why does it have? You don't have to be condoning it if if you feel like it's that fucking horrible. But can you agree no one should have to fucking die as a result? 
It's just so stupid. I fucking hate it. Oh, I hate it. Uh, fuck them. There's no winning in this episode. We have not come out on top of anything. Oh. Especially if you're in Colorado. Fuck that jersey. That jersey is great. Um, yeah, MLB has a fraught relationship with Pride in the first place. It's it's a very it's a very um, within the confines of North America. It's a very white sport. Obviously, it is a very colorful sport. However, a lot of that color gets imported from other nations. Um, and even within Pride celebrations, MLB has been very slow in adapting across all teams. I believe the Texas Rangers still do not have a Pride night of any kind. The Yankees just having their first last year. Like it's been bad it's been it's been bad and to have this seemingly never ending um like news cycle every june where it's like here's another team that's full of people that hate you for being you um it's well it's not good for the sport but it's also not good for the community i mean really if i was the like the rays what the fuck are you supposed to do you could start being a hard ass but honestly if i'm rob manfred i'm making a, a much harsher and uh edict down to players and, and teams for punishments for, for not participating in these things, because it is that small. It, it like wear the fucking Jersey. It, it, mean, it makes, it means a lot to people just fucking, just fuck who cares? Why do you care this much? Why? Take a breath. I mean, you know how much you got to give a shit to tear a patch off your Jersey. Ask Chris sale. That's a, that's a thing. You had to be so impassioned. You brought fucking seam rippers to work that day. Man, if that's not some gay shit to do, I don't know what is. You brought seam rippers to work today that day to tear the, 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 the pride flag off of your jersey because it was so offensive. It, it's a sunburst. You wear a sunburst every day to work. Your team name is a fish. This is all made up nonsense. We're hitting orbs with sticks. This is stupid. It's all dumb. Why do you care that there's a rainbow on a burst of sunlight on the jersey you wear named after the animal that killed Steve Irwin? Because a really old book told me to, except it didn't. No, because some random white guy. Yeah, exactly. Some random white piece of trash. I'm never podunk stupid corner of the sex of this world that your cousins fucked each other to pop you out. Told you hate those people because they're different than you because I really want to be one, but I'm not because God said not to and I'm listening. I think that's what he said. Couldn't really hear him. Was getting fucked by a priest. It's dumb. Oh, I hate it hate it but anyway oh anyway it's 9 30 now never sleep yeah you've been talking for two hours sir well granted a good chunk of this meeting time was me waiting for you to show up you sure yeah <laughs> oh anyway you got anything else you want to you want to talk about before we get out of here absolutely not i didn't think so all right well hey if you want to follow the show on twitter you can do so at juicing pod if you'd like to follow Corwin on Twitter, you can do so at Corwin Hell. If you'd like to follow myself on Twitter, you can do so at Joshua D. Tracy. If you'd like to send emails to the show, you can do so at juicingthenumbers at gmail.com. And until Monday, y'all have a good one. 
Bye.